Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ, got the music. Good job. Uh, welcome back to the show. It is the Wednesday episode for the True Christian Ministry Podcast. As always, I am Michael Pagano, and I am joined by JD, live from South Africa in the future. He is in the 25th already. Uh, what is up, yeah, yeah. my brother from across the pond? Wow. Good to be back. Wednesday episode, Wednesday rendition of the True Christian Mission. Uh, so it's it's been good. It's been good. Uh, good to see you. Good to see everybody in the chat. Welcome back. Interesting topic tonight. Uh, good to see you all, as always. Like, subscribe, share. Um, welcome back. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tonight, if you haven't noticed, we got a little bit more of a delay than normal. So those awkward pauses between JD and myself uh, might exist tonight, but it's okay. Be patient with us. Uh, but yeah, if you see the title, it's Christ Consciousness, one of many perversions of the faith. And we wanted to talk about this topic because there are so many perversions of the faith out there. We don't normally focus on some of them because they're so extreme that Christians aren't really worried about these. However, we should be aware of them because when we are evangelizing, because every Christian is an evangelist, every, excuse me, every Christian um, is, is, is responsible for at least sharing the gospel with people. Therefore, you're going to come across people that believe these things. And if you can't answer, you know, JD, I've met Christians that have said things like, um, if I've asked them, like, why do you believe the Bible is the word of God? Uh, they'll just hit me with the, like, it's faith. I just believe. And as much yeah. as, like, I get what you're saying, I do. I get what you're saying. That is such a non-suitable answer for anything. Like, anything. Because yeah. I can say about anything. Why do you believe Santa Claus is real? I just believe he does. I just believe JD will be in America eventually one day. Like, there might not be any truth behind that. Who knows? But I believe it. Mm. But, like, mm. that's mm. not why we believe the Bible. I just believe. Because here's the thing. If you say you just believe, then... Thank God nobody handed you the Quran first. Thank God nobody handed you the Book of Mormon first. If you're just like, well, yeah. this is my thing. Yeah. Someone gave it to me and I like it. It makes me feel good. You'll hear people say it makes me feel something. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. If you've ever read the Book of Mormon, you could be like, oh, this sounds good because it's plagiarized from God's word. So that's why there's so many Mormons. And here's another one. If you use this uh, argument of it just makes me feel good and I just know it's right, they're going to turn around and say, me too. What yeah. do you do? So we should be able to at least understand what these people are putting their faith and trust in so that we can tell them, look, this is wrong. You're headed down the pathway of hell. So Christ mm -hmm. consciousness is one that's really big right now. Um, yeah. And it's, it's actually... I'm going to be honest with you, J.D. I've recently heard the name Christ Consciousness, but I've run into people who believe that what they believe without calling it that. So it's not actually yeah. you. Um, it's actually Christianity mixed with the Eastern um, kind of like uh, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism kind of stuff, right? So this has been going on for a while where people take Christianity and they try to infuse it with other things. But um, yeah. yeah, we're going to dive into that tonight. Amen. I mean uh – it's, it's, it's so fitting because you know this is this is a subject especially like i said the other night uh, and and it's 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 awesome how god works and we get to roll into these into these subjects and the flow is quite good but when we look at first john um you know chapter 6 through 10 and and we see the battle against gnosticism and and listen listen 
to this, right? The, the moment someone says Jesus Christ is just a state of mind um, and he just came to set an example and the moment they lower Christ down to purely a man who had some wisdom, purely a man who had some, some good analogies, who told some yeah. cool stories and some cool parables, the, the moment they, they bring Christ into the bracket of he was a cool dude, and we can learn a lot from him, but, you know, and this is what they do. And, and I was watching, you know, particularly yesterday with, with the, with the certain stitch, um, that you did, um, go to the page, you, you go to the page of these left woke, uh, welcome to the new age Christian and, and listen to the way they speak. And it's like, I used to be depressed. You say you want to comment, but then, oh. then I was woken up. Then I was woken up internally. Then I had an internal awakening. <laughs> and it's like, you listen to these, you listen to these speeches. Um, and it's got to, it's got to break your heart. It's got to break your heart. That's the reality. It's got to, it's got to get you. It's got to get you like really concerned about Christianity as a whole because these people are, are are selling a Christ, they're selling a Jesus who never walked this earth. That's the first point we have to make. That Christ that they're displaying or that they're talking about, he never walked this earth. Jesus wasn't going, uh, find your inner aura, just be at peace. Like, uh, <laughs> again. When we look at Hinduism um, and and Buddhism, um, these are also, also religions that are rooted in Gnosticism. Except they're polytheists, and they've got multiple gods, thousands of gods: gods for wind, gods for sun, gods for rain, gods for you name it. Um, and and you're just one of them. You're just one of the many gods out there. You you're one of the Krizilian gazillion gods out there. And, and, and this is, this is uh, I saw something today, it was profound. Uh, if someone asks you, who is the one true God? You can simply point back at them and say, it's the one you hate the most. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I should have been, I, I, I blame myself for this, JD. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Where's it at? Shots fired, shots fired. I'm such a failure. I'm over here intrigued at what you're saying, and I'm not even ready to cue the sound yeah. effects. So, so this is this is not a one episode topic. Let me let me just start start by that because because when it comes to the left, the woke, the the uh, double minded Christian, those who have firmly planted themselves in both their own ideologies firmly eisegeting the text and reading into the scriptures, whatever they want to read into the scriptures. And then ultimately, not only do they believe this, but they spew this out of their mouths as truth. They relay mm. this message to the masses as if it is profound wisdom. As mm. look at what the God of the universe has revealed to me, that we've misunderstood Jesus all along. And this is ultimately what Jesus wanted you to do. Jesus wanted you to be like Reverend Archbishop Wolf, who simply paints Jesus as another dude who lied, stole, uh, murdered, 
and you know just live his best life now but ultimately he had some cool words to say in between um and he had some love to show uh you know while he was a mere man like we are today you know um when it comes to this group before we even get into what they believe and how to talk about that you can actually start beforehand for some of them and really destroy their doctrine before you even get there. And a couple of things are one, the evidence that Jesus was someone who lived for those that don't, that don't even believe because you've got different groups. Some that'll believe that he was the archetype of the Christ or some that will talk about him more as uh, 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 the description of the Christ consciousness, like the embodiment of it, but it's not real. He's not really a person. You've even got some people that will go as far to talk about the psychedelic trip of mushrooms and all types of stuff. But the evidence against anyone that say he doesn't exist is overwhelming, right? The evidence doesn't say, oh, this is God, whatever, but the, of his existence, that evidence, overwhelming. And then we can get into the fact of, well, wait a minute, how do you know who Jesus is? Because most likely they're going to reject the Bible. They're either going to reject the Bible or they're going to say that parts of the Bible are corrupted and parts are real, whatever. Regardless, they cannot take the Bible at its value. And when you ask them, how do you know who Jesus is? The only answer to that is the Bible. When This is this weird thing that some people do. When you meet people that reject the Bible but want Jesus, it's like, wait a minute. You wouldn't know who he is without the scripture. So what yeah, same thing with Archbishop uh, uh, phony pants, the liar, liar, pants on fire, Archbishop pants on fire. When he talks about what God really wants versus the corrupted scriptures, it's like, wait a minute. Are you God? Are you a prophet? How do you know what the truth is, but then call everything else non-truth? Because what they're doing is they're build a bearing their own doctrine. They go into the Bible and what I want and what sounds like the God I would want to worship, that's real. And if it doesn't sound like the God I would want, well, that's man-made. So they build this God that fits into what man wants. And that's why it's also so attractive because it's a custom-built yeah. God, like straight mm. up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> He's built for your pleasure. <laughs> Have it your yeah, way. Yeah. Um, and so they build this, which honestly – this is also breaking of the second commandment because they are creating an image of a God. It might not be written down or a statue, but it's a mental image of a God that they bow down to worship. And yeah. they create this image and it's like, well, wait a minute. You're taking something from the Bible and you can break it apart right there. But when we get past that to their doctrine, let's hear what's what they believe. I have a video queued up and I only listened to like the first 10 seconds um, because I wanted to watch it live with you guys. So I'm going to put this video up and we're just going to hit some parts of it in hopes to not get any type of copyright. In fact, I'm going to speed it up real quick. And so I'm going to pause it a lot. People always get mad like, Mike, why do you pause videos so much? But when I try not to, we get hit for the copyright, right? So because after a certain amount of time of playing nonstop, it's going to, you know, um, notice it on the algorithm or whatever. So, all right. Oh. The most relevant state of consciousness. Is it um is it laggy over there for y'all or is it playing through? Cuz normally I download these videos so they play much better. And if I need to do that right now, I can. 
Actually, yeah, you know I suggest you do. Yeah, do that. Um, so if anybody's ever wondered how do I download videos, here's a little way to learn. Uh, YouTube uh, MP3 download. I'm still lagging bad. I'm not even playing the video anymore. Here, I'll even take it off screen right now. Yeah. Well, while, while, while you're figuring out this, I just want to point something out, guys. When we go to First John, right? First John says to us that he gives us, he ushers this warning that the the Antichrist will come. Um, and then he says, but not only that the Antichrist will come, but the spirit of Antichrist is running riot in the church today. That's in the world today. The, the spirit of the Antichrist is running right. Then then we see this warning ushered by and 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 people think when when you know I saw I went through you know that the video the comments man there's so many comments uh, but I went through the the last video Mike did with that prophetess um whatever her name is and you know you get the comments of oh well you don't know what you're doing uh, don't touch God's anointed blah 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 um, and, and, you know, you read this and, and here, here's the point I'm trying to make in, in second Thessalonians. And a lot of people stay away from this chapter simply because of the eschat, you know, eschatology debate. But I just want to point something out to you. John says the spirit of the antichrist will come. Now, when you look at the ESV, yeah, there's, there's, uh, you know, second Thessalonians chapter three, he, he, sorry, chapter two, he says the following. He says the following, now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together with him, we ask brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word. Do not be alarmed by what? A spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed the son of destruction who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called god or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of god proclaiming himself to be god do you not remember that when i was still with you i told you these things um and why do i read that now because today we see the spirit of the antichrist is very much active in this left movement, this woke movement, where they have made themselves God. They have exalted themselves to a position where they are not even fit to carry the sand cross. You made me think about this, JD. This does yeah. evolve into some of the craziest stuff. And I remember one time I ran across someone who was explaining how we're all God because like our consciousness are connected and like, Oh man, I don't remember how he worded this nonsense, but we're all God basically. And you have to like open up your third eye. You know, they love to do that nonsense, but all right, real quick, we've got the video loaded up. This is how we normally do this where it's going to run fine. Um, so let's go ahead and. It even screams Eastern religions when you see how they do everything. And let me make this very clear. Yes, Christianity is an Eastern religion as it's 
as it's beginning. Because early, when I made my video, I mentioned Eastern religions. And I saw some people in the comments trying to be like, well, the West ruined Christianity and Eastern religions is whatever, this, this, and that. No, no, no. I'm not saying Eastern in that way. Yes, you are absolutely correct. I'm talking about the Eastern uh, 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 pagan religions. In fact, there's an actual term. It's Eastern existential something, uh, uh, theistic something. I forget the actual name for it, and I'll show it to you. Um, from my studies, I just don't remember these long words. So that's why I said Eastern. Um, but yeah. The most relevant state of consciousness for those going through a spiritual awakening in the spirit of this age is Christ consciousness. So we'll stop there. So first of all, you have one spirit. It's your spirit, right? Uh, just, just make me so sick. I, I actually can't even watch these things, man. Like, yes, you can. We're doing I, I it. I get it. I get it. But like I, this, this like really like it, it makes my stomach turn, man. Like if you guys ever oh, want to like kidnap and torture JD, you tie him up and make him watch Joel Osteen sermons, uh, Furtick, uh, uh, um, TD Jakes, uh, the other dude. And, and, and this stuff, man, JD will snitch on everything. He'll give you everything. Everything, everything. He'll pay you money. He'll, he'll give you his bank account. So today yeah, it is my a... honor to explain exactly what Christ consciousness is. Christ consciousness was embodied most popularly by the historical figure that we know as Jesus. So Christ conscious. So what they do is they make. So, you know, this is really an evolution of Gnosticism. So mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, me and JD like to have fun with you guys and we joke, but we throw seriousness in. So all right, laughing, stop for two seconds. Gnosticism in a very, very simple way is the idea that Jesus wasn't actually flesh like you and I, right? He was all spirit. And it also then you can also have a branch of heresies that will then lead to, you know, Nestorianism where the spirit is separate from the flesh. So you have Jesus, the man, and then the Christ, the Christ spirit. But as far as Gnosticism goes, they didn't believe that Jesus had the same flesh as us or anything like us because they believe that your flesh is actually sinful and we have to transcend our flesh and, and things like that. But just want to show you that a lot of these aren't new heresies. Satan's really not that original. He tweaks some stuff that he's been using for, for a couple thousand years. And honestly, I'm going to be honest. He doesn't really need to because humans are stupid <laughs> and we bite on the same thing. Um, yeah. JD, I just want to let you know, everybody here is, is rooting you on. They're saying you could do this, JD. Stay, stay I'm, I'm, strong. I'm doing, I'm doing the absolute, I'm doing that. I, I, I couldn't sleep last night because of this. Um, I'm not even, um, that's not even an exaggeration. I couldn't yeah. sleep because of this. JD, uh, and, did some last night studying in preparation for the show and caused himself to stress out extremely. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And, and, and this is the, you know, let me just tell you guys something. There is something known as a Michael Pagano consciousness. And the first person to get this right was, was Michael Pagano. I did really did well. Did you hear what she just said? Christ consciousness, where we got well, a no, good no, example. Jenny, did you notice? She said the man Jesus and didn't say Christ. She's separating Jesus and Christ as if Christ is something anybody can hold on to. And we can all be yeah. Christs. And Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think this also brings up a real point that a lot of people don't uh, see. 
And, and I love these little transparency moments. So whoever your favorite content creator is, there's a high chance that they're, that they do things like JD and myself. And what do I mean by that? Yes, there are people out there that probably don't actually watch the things that they talk about, but JD and myself will actually sit down and watch it. So like when you see me post a video with like five seconds or two seconds or whatever, people love to comment, oh, you're just going to take five minutes of the video and summarize uh, like, you know, no, no, no. I watched it as much as yeah. it hurt. And we do. Hurt we, every, I read, like, remember that time I talked about the the Gospel of Thomas or the Gospel of Barnabas? I sat there and read it straight through for four hours, suffering yeah. the entire way through because I thought it'd be a quick read. Little did I know it had like 200 chapters, legit. Yeah. Like the Gospel of Barnabas is bigger than the New Testament, I think. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's gigantic. It might not be that big. Let me stop tripping. But my point is, we we have to uh, do that. So, yes, that's why JD sometimes looks a little tired and stressed and why I'm frustrated because unlike you guys that are coming into this situation new in my video, I've been reading about it for 12 hours prior. So, yes, I come off a little frustrated by the time I make the video. No, you're, uh, yeah, you, you know, you're I'm just meeting the problem. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Leah, so basically they're all their own savior. No, there is no need for a savior in this, in this, uh, in this yeah. worldview. You're there using biblical no language, throw all that away. The only thing they take yeah. from the Bible is Christ consciousness, meaning who is Christ. And I want to be that. There is no need for a savior yet because number one, your sin is not sin. This is who you are inherently. And it's good. And, and, and when we speak of, 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 of depravity of the, of the man, the fallen state of the man, and, and, and we look at the, the, the first lie told by Satan in the Garden of Eden, where he promised Adam and Eve that once they ate, they would be like God. This is exactly what these people are offering. They're offering you the opportunity to awaken the God in you. The, That's you're exactly already what it is. there. Guys, you are you know anything about um is it Buddhism where you ex you 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 transcend until you reach karma? Is that Buddhism or, or it's one of those Easter it's it's no different than yeah. that, but instead of reaching yeah. uh, for karma, you're reaching for Christ consciousness. Yeah. Some yeah. of them will even say that during Jesus's missing years, you know, between ages of 12 and 30, that Jesus traveled to India. And actually, like, participated in those Eastern things and taught them, right? They, they, for real, there's books out there making up these stories, thinking, like, where's Jesus at? No, you know where Jesus was at during his silent years? Living in Nazareth and working. They knew him. Yeah. They they were like, isn't this Mary's boy? Isn't this the carpenter? Yeah. Like, they Amen. knew him. Um, but all right, let's see. We, we haven't even got past our introduction. But there are so many different versions of this Jesus narrative. Yeah, let me shut up. Some of them are more rooted inside the idea that Jesus was a composite character, meaning that there were several what we would know in this age as light workers within that time frame that oh, no. light workers were at the level of Christ consciousness, and that was distorted, hidden, and then all of that was compiled into just one composite character. So real quick, can I just, we're not going to watch this whole video. Let me make that very clear. I just want you to get a grasp of how idiotic, uh, idiotic, idiotic, idiotic this is. Yeah. They're just making up a story. This is what I call the story fallacy. Y'all just making up stories. 
Like for real, there's no grounding in any of this. They take what they, it's sort of like that cartoon we just watched um, the, 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 the trailer for about like Satan and him wanting to just help them out and try and help them have freedom. It's just making up a story. Someone yeah. once said to me, yeah. well, it makes sense. Entertainment is meant to make sense. They wouldn't put out shows if it didn't make sense. Anybody can make up a story that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. do that Amen. too. Well, Christ did this and that. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is exactly that we know today is Jesus. Still, esoteric Christianity taught that there were two Jesuses who were brothers. Just just, just stop there. Stop there for a second. Did you see what she did there? Did you see what she did there? She's saying that we know today as Jesus. This is the person that may or may not have existed that we know today as such. Do you see what she does there? It's 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 the it's the sleight of hand in this business. Listen, let's just let's just ignore and scrap every but every bit of physical historical evidence we have for the man Christ Jesus. Let's just throw that out the window because you are what's important, and your inner light is what's important. I'm out. Like just well, I also want to just point something out that. What's always funny is the Christ conscious group uh, heavily, heavily comes from uh, countries like ours, right? These, these higher, uh, uh, more prosperous countries. And they always have this idea of Christianity as being from what I've experienced. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some that don't think this, but a lot of them that I meet have this idea of Christianity being this colonizer religion. And when you try and say, this isn't what Christianity is, they'll say, well, that's because uh, man has taken it and turned it into a religion and and destroyed it. FYI, remember how I told you guys stop saying that Christianity is just a relationship, not a religion? Because things like this is where that evolves. Remember I told y'all, if you want too much of one thing and you abandon the other, this is what you get. Because over time, people abandon the Bible completely because that's religion. Because religion controls the Bible. Therefore, religion edits the Bible. Because Rome, and and because everybody blames Rome as if, you know, it was already mm, destroyed mm, before mm, Protestants mm, showed up. Mm, mm. And it's, yeah. it's a crazy, it, it leads to this, where it's basically like, Amen. I'm just going to make whatever I want. So, um, but Amen. my point is, whenever you respond, they always have that argument, but they don't realize, yeah. first of all, the majority of Christians aren't white Americans or colonizers. Like that's the majority yeah. of Christians are brown and they don't believe this. No, none of us do. But yeah. And also yeah. one more thing. No, you know what? Let let her talk and then I'll be back. We're not going to get yeah. into it. Hermeticism taught that Jesus was a high level mystery school initiate that was on a very specific mission to counterbalance the malevolent blasphemy control and Blasphemy. Force that we know as Yahweh. So Jesus can what? be seen as what we know in the spirit of this age as a star seed. Just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill, bro. I know you want to chill. Or a higher density being. Just chill, bro. Who incarnated into the human form to embody Christ consciousness. Other versions do not stray from the literal interpretation of Jesus. That Mr. Madison. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. So we're done. I'm not even going to continue playing it because, first of all, JD looked like he was going to have an aneurysm or a stroke or both at the same time. And second of all, 
she was literally, she sounded like Corbin when he's trying to make up something, but like daddy, because mm. like, cause like there's mm. a density and like you're a star seed and you know, like mm. boom. And yeah, like that. Mm. she said star mm. seed. The oh. point of it was just to introduce you to Christ consciousness. So you can see how ridiculous it is. Now I mm. wanted to say real quick before I pass the JD, one of the pushbacks you'll get, I actually just got again recently. Someone said, well, what's the problem? With someone wanting to be like Christ, sounds like Christians are trying to act like no one else can have Christ, like it's all theirs, right? Like I forget the verbiage she used, but it's this idea like they try to only look at that and what they were they avoid the topic of the fact that they're taking our Bible, spitting on it, and changing who Jesus is, right? They this mm. is that humble playing it off, like so you have a problem with someone that just wants to love people and have the consciousness of Christ. And you need to understand something. We're not against having the consciousness of Christ. In fact, I can show you where our Bible preaches Christ consciousness to the truth of what Christ consciousness is. If you take your Bibles here and you open it up to Philippians chapter dose. I'm, I'm assuming JD already knows where I'm going. The real Christ consciousness is this. Let each one. Is this the right spot? No, no, no. Go up. Some, I'm sorry. So any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, may any affection and sympathy complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and one mind, one mind with what? And then we go down a little bit and he's going to tell us. Where's this? Uh, uh, the same mind with Christ. Oh, here it is. Verse four. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on death on the cross. That's Christ consciousness. If you really want to, yeah. and we're commanded to have that mind likewise, but no. If you deny that Jesus is the is the Christ that died on the cross for your sins, that he's fully God, fully man, came into the flesh for you, then you can try and be as Christ-like as you want, but you're just being Christ-like on the way to hell. And this is where people get the idea that Christianity is about being a good person. So when you say it's about being a good person and a relationship, you end up with Christ consciousness eventually. With that being said, now I'll let you say what you got to say, JD. Uh, man, there's too much to say. There's too much to say. And and to be honest with you, it grieves me. It grieves me. Um, and, and and Brian, my brother, I saw your comment. Uh, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. They're 5,000% not able to plead the fifth on this one. They're, they're, they're not able to walk away from the fact like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and they're not going to stand before Christ one day and go... My bad. Um, I got you all wrong. Um, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And 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 and, and then this is where I'll point you. I will point you. Uh, I will point you to Second Timothy chapter three. <laughs> let's let's look at let's let's look at Second Timothy chapter three. What does he say to us in 2 Timothy chapter 3? He says, this know also. This know also. 
that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Do you know what happens? Despisers of those that are good. They hate the truth. So it's, it's, not, it's not a question of, hey, I never knew. It's not a question of, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. They hate it. They hate what is true. They despise what is true. And they make a mockery of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and when we get righteously angry and we say, shut your mouths now because you've said too much and, and you're speaking flippantly and you've gone down a path that you don't, you are fully aware of the path you are going down. And you've taken the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the righteous judge, the one who was and is to come, and you've brought him down to a level where he must answer to you. The King of the universe must come down to a level where he must answer, answer to you. But, but the reason I'm good is because I've adapted Christ consciousness. So everybody loves Jesus when Jesus is healing the sick. Everybody loves Jesus when Jesus is telling a good story. But when Jesus is the one who is ushering more, and, and I said this to Selena the other day on, on, on a private conversation, that, that Jesus Christ warns against the danger of, of the pit of hell, Sheol, Hades, whatever you want to call it. Jesus Christ ushers more warnings towards hell than any other prophets in the Old Testament or any of the apostles in the New Testament combined. Combined. And, and, and we want to take, take Jesus Christ, the, the Christ, the Messiah, and, and, and bring him down to a level where he was simply a good teacher. He was a good guy. He was cool. You can get down with that Jesus guy. What they don't realize is if, if Jesus is just a, a, a teacher, then he's a liar. Because if he's not yeah. God, he's a liar. If he's not God, uh, he's crazy. Crazy. That's why I love uh, the, the terms in um, the book, uh, More Than a Carpenter. It uses the three L's. It says, Jesus is either Lord, a liar, or a lunatic. You don't get to choose anything other than that because he didn't give you any other options because he made claims of who he is. So he's either Lord or he's something you don't trust. You can't try and say, oh, well, he's a good ethical teacher. I'm sorry. A good teacher doesn't pose himself as God if he's not. A good person doesn't pretend to be God if he's not. And, and and anyone can say what they want. No, he didn't pretend to be God. Okay, uh, I forgive your sins. Who can forgive sins but God? He might yeah. not have said he was God the way you want to hear it, but guess what? Every way he acted, well, what did he do? He acted as if he was God because his actions made the Jews say, who do you think you are to do that? Yeah, yeah. Who, and, and, who, and are this is who do you think you are to do that? Amen. Amen. And this is why it's so important that we just carry on verses four and five, because this is the point I was trying to make. Treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 
having an appearance of godliness. And the KJV says having a form of godliness, but denying its power, but denying the power thereof. And what are we told as Christians? Avoid such people. Avoid them. And, and, and why does Paul usher this morning to, to young Timothy? Because can I tell you what a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof is? Is, is, is not only does Jesus Christ, is he the only one with the power to save, but he is the only one who is, who has and holds the power to judge. He is the only one who holds the power to pour out wrath. He is the only one who is the final say. No one gets in to heaven based on, I was a good person. So since you're mentioning that, J.D., and we had a question in there about uh, something similar, um, I, let's talk about this one topic. So we had a younger uh, uh, brother or sister in Christ, I'm not sure, but I saw the question come up saying, for the younger in faith, can you explain why someone can't be a good person to get to heaven? And let's talk about this. Same thing with the Christ consciousness group saying, why do you think uh, like Christianity is the only way? And not just them. A lot of people say that. Why is Christianity the only way? What about a good Muslim? What about a good atheist? And here's what they are put, uh, doing. They're taking all the other religions of the world and seeing how they do things and applying it to us. Because you're right. Every other religion is about working your way to heaven, earning your way to heaven, presenting yourself as worthy and, and uh, deserving of heaven. That's what every religion does. And they're trying to put that on us. And therefore, if that is how you go to heaven, then when we say only Christians go to heaven, that does sound like an exclusivity thing. Like, hey, even though you're doing the same thing I'm doing, um, I'll go to heaven because I took this path. But what the misunderstanding is that that's not what it is. It's about only Jesus can pay your punishment. Only Jesus can pay your debts. Only Jesus can take on the wrath of God for you. So it's not that we're being uh, uh, exclusive saying, oh, well, you have to be over here to be saved because you got to do it here rather than do it there. We're saying that no matter what you do anywhere, unless you have Jesus, your penalty is uh, for sin is going to be put on you. And when someone says, well, what about a good person? Find them. If you find a good person, I'll walk them to the gates of heaven myself and introduce them to God. Because the truth is you won't find them. Yeah, you might think somebody's good because your perception of a specific moment in their life. Don't forget this, that God knows every thought that goes across your wicked heart. God knows every moment of your life, those moments that you don't talk about, those moments that you push so back into the uh, deepest parts of your brain that you forgot they even happened. Those moments where you did things you should never have done, the way you treated somebody, the way you hurt somebody, the that time you broke your morality of your heart and you dare speak, you never speak about it because I don't even want it to be real. God knows those. Every single one of them, you cannot out trick God. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. If I'm I, anybody that believes that it, you should be able to work your way to heaven. I asked you a question. If I was guilty for murder, grape, whatever, and, and I was on the run with a warrant out for my arrest and you found me 30 years later and you find out for 30 years, I've lived in this town, an incredible member of this society. I mean, I was helpful. I, I helped people. I built homes for people. I loved people. I gave charity. When they find me and bring me to court, do you think the judge cares about my last 30 years if we're going there because of the warrant that was there for my murder and my grape? They don't care. 
that no, good at interested. you were you were a, you were on the run no matter how reformed you are. Yeah. yeah every single one of you before you came to Christ has a warrant out for your arrest and that warrant is for your punishment of sin and God gives you the grace by not collecting so that you can go find the payment because when he collects you better have the payment so he's giving you leeway to go find it and his son has it sitting there with the debit card in his hand saying just come to me I got you I'll swipe so y'all basically are saying this. Why can't I just live what I, uh, the way I want and him still pay my debt? Yeah. Amen. What? Like, hey, can you cover my cover charge? I don't want to go in with you, but can you get my cover charge? <laughs> it's not yeah. how that works. Yeah. Uh, and and this, that's exactly it. And and no, no, I saw your uh, comment again, Brian. I love you, brother. I love you so much. And there's no need to rescind your comments, but this is the point I'm trying to make. Is is there's a difference between ignorance and arrogance, and 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 we as Christians must be able to identify the difference between an ignorant person and an arrogant person, because the arrogant person brings Christ down to a level where they think they think they can stand toe to toe with the Lord of Hosts, where they can stand as this. She even goes and she uses the term Yahweh. She even brings Yahweh down to the form of. And he you, was you know nothing she said about, about Yahweh. She said the uh, something force, like impersonal force or something that is known as Yahweh. So what they picture is Yahweh is like this, uh, this, this force of love. So I once met somebody that this is what they believed, that Jesus was the embodiment of love. So God is love. And, and that means God is this, just this, this emotion of this force. So it's not a personal God. It's just love. And Jesus is literally love incarnate, right? That's what I've, uh, this Christ consciousness movement, it spreads its spider webs to many different interesting, uh, like I said, they create their own, these people are basically making their own Lord of the Rings uh, novels and Harry Potter. They're just having fun with it. <laughs> hey, Dom. And, and, and not a single one of their, not a single one of their Jesuses are the same. Because each and every single one of them have created their own Jesus. There is not a there is not a like-minded when we look at this work movement, there there is no like-mindedness in, in, in that whole entire movement. Because if I say something that's offensive, then we've got to change the rules. We've got to change the rules about the religion where if we look at the Bible, the vi as as we see Hebrews four twelve says, the Bible is sharper than any God's word is sharper than any two edged sword. It cuts right through the man, the dividing sunder of a man. And if the Bible provokes something in you, if the Bible cuts through something in you, it exposes the darkest parts of you, and it conforms you into the image of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. If, if you are reading the Bible for any other reason, you are, you are conforming, as Paul says in Romans chapter 12. You are conforming to the pattern of this world. You are not. You are not being sanctified. You're not getting ready to be used in the master's house. You are not a good vessel. You have not been regened. You agree with me, Dominic? Hey, what do you think? Do you Smart agree with that? He knows. He knows. Huh? You agree with that point? So I know that. Uh, so when we look at the letter of Colossians, we know that Paul was addressing very similar heresies. He was addressing kind of like a Gnostic 
ish uh, spiritual um, uh, spiritualist kind of uh, heresies here. So when we look at how Paul addresses these things, I mean, just look at some of the ways that he makes sure to emphasize um, who Jesus was and, and who Jesus is. So let me go down here, right here. Uh, I could have swore I just had it. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in him. The whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Did you hear that? Did you see what he just drove home right there? He said only people took this philosophy and empty to see according to human tradition, right? This, well, God is too big for us. He could never actually come in to what we are created. Jesus wasn't actually fully man. That's ridiculous. God can't become a man. It sounds like what Islam tries to do. It sounds like what Christ consciousness is. Well, it's actually a feeling of consciousness. And oh, it's also this and this is this and that. And it's people taking the truth and trying to fit it into humanity according to human tradition, which is also, again, <laughs> man, I love our Lord. It goes back to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 when it says, God purposely uses what is foolish to the world to show off his wisdom, what is weak to the world to show off his power. And so many people of the world want to make God fit in their box and make God, look, I, uh, someone saw it, said it in the comment section, and I love this, this phrase. It is, uh, you know, God made us in his image, but then man who can't understand God and wants to turns around and tries to make God in his image. And that's what people do. Instead of accepting the fact that I can't understand you, what is one of the greatest ways of humility of saying, I, I will never understand you? That Even in that is humility. How arrogant is it for you, the human, to say to God, I understand you? Think about that. I don't think enough people think about that statement. Imagine if your one-year-old child could somehow speak and said to you, I understand everything about you. <laughs> All right. Heck, my 13-year-old talks about things. I'm just looking at him like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't even lived yet. And then we, the creation, with a maximum, if you're the oldest human ever, what, 110? Maybe 120, is that the long, longest? Like 115 is longest? And that's not really, none of us are probably getting there. But let's just say 100 years, just for whatever. You have the audacity to be like, no, I get how God is. I know exactly what God, no, no, no. This is what God is. I feel like that's an insult to God. That's why I think why I think God makes it very clear in Psalm, uh, Proverbs 50. What? How many times have I showed you? Or is it Psalm 50? Psalm 50. I tell you all the time, it's one of my favorite passages. Why? Because he lays it out real cut and dry. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. He's reminding them that your sacrifices aren't because I need something. I tell you to give it to me so it shows that you're just giving to me. I don't actually need your sacrifices. Look what he says. I know all the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world and its fullness are mine. Because people would think that they sacrifice these animals because their God is hungry. Because that's what other false gods would do. Bring me food to eat. Our God is saying, no, 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 no. You're not giving me anything. It's all mine. 
this is a sacrifice from you to me. That's what sacrifice means. It means you're giving up your thing. This is all mine. If I was hungry, you would not be the one I come to. That same God. But yet, what do people do? Well, no, man. Trinity, that's so stupid. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You're right. It makes no sense. Why should God make sense? You're saying the one who created logic should fall into logic? There's this, I don't know if there's a specific name for it. Like, you know, fallacies have their own names, but I'm pretty sure it's a fallacy to think that something outside of its creation can be inside of its creation. I feel like it has to be bigger. And when I say feel like, I don't mean a feeling feeling. I'm saying based on all the study I've ever done, I don't remember reading anything that would lead me to believe that something that creates something could ever fit inside of something. Like that's like making a computer that, you could be inside of, in a sense of uh, uh, um, my abilities. Okay, a computer's limited. It doesn't have what I have. It can never be what I am. No matter what, if I create it, it has to be less than me. But yet people want God to be our size. And what's crazy is most of these people that deny the Trinity, for example, because this all fits together. It's their own made-up doctrines based on what, like, let me be honest with you. Denying the Trinity is just like, a lot of this stuff. It's because what you're doing, you're just saying, I'm going to reject what God has said and make it fit into my box. God's bigger than us in every way. And every believer believes that. Muslims, Jews, all none of them will deny the following. God's smarter than us, stronger than us, bigger than us, uh, 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 more powerful than us. Every word that we are, he's bigger than it. I can love his love is perfect, right? I, I can lead his leadership is perfect. Whatever I can be, he could be way bigger. But then for some reason, when it comes to sheer existence, he's the same as me. What? What? Say it slow. But when it comes to his mere existence, I said sheer, I don't know why. His literal existence, it's the exact same as me. All right. All right. Okay. It's laughable. It's laughable. It's not even, it's not even worth addressing that. Okay. All right, buddy. Yep. Because we want to fit him in our box. How do I understand him? Even with the Trinity, we do it. Because a lot of people, I'm I'm about to this, I'm a, I'm gonna expose your own feelings. You're gonna be like, oh my goodness, yes. A lot of you view the Trinity the same way. A lot of you do, and you end up speaking about it as if it was three gods. Oh, I know someone's going to get upset. A lot of Christians speak about the Trinity like it's three gods, and it upsets me so much. It's a pet peeve of mine. Oh, my goodness. I'll be reading comments sometimes, and I'll just be like, stop. Oh, what? No. Ah. Ah. Like, And it shows me that people don't know, don't even know what they believe. People be talking about the Trinity like, oh, no, it's the, you know, well, Jesus is this. And then the father, and it's like, man, y'all just be making. And here's the thing. It's okay to say I don't understand or I can't explain it. But I think the problem is that Christians, like all other human beings, have this thing called pride. And we don't like to show that we don't know something. So we'll start making things up to kind of cover it. And I've told y'all, me and JD have both said this. It's okay to say I don't know. Because rather than saying, I don't know, some people will be like, well, you got to understand, well, Jesus is this, and then the Father's this, and you're not even going off scripture at that point. You start just making things yeah. up, make sense, and then now this person thinks that's what the truth is. It's okay to just yeah. say, you know, I don't fully understand. I don't. And, and, and that's yeah. fine. 
I take the Bible at face value and nowhere in the Bible does it let me believe that I can make Jesus the father. Nowhere in the Bible does it do that. Nowhere. In fact, every single letter in the New Testament, once the Trinity is revealed, because it gets revealed between the Testaments, because I'll explain what that means in a second. They never stop yeah. referring to it. Every opening of a letter to the praise of God, the father and to the glory of his son, or the Lord Jesus Christ, right? By the power of the Holy Spirit never lets you ever stop looking at this throughout the new testament so it's okay yeah i don't understand yeah. it and i tell people all the time i'm not saying you get saved because you can articulate it or whatever but there's a difference between yeah. believing what the bible says and not understanding it and rejecting what the bible says because there's some people that reject the trinity and what the bible says like that guy i had on mm. my live stream that said straight up john 17 was an example prayer What? Yeah. yeah. At, at no point did Jesus say to his disciples, okay, I'm going to let you know how you should pray to me once I leave. That, 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 at no point does he make that. Uh, and, and again, uh, it's, a, it's a good comment, uh, Rhonda. God is not for us to understand we are to trust him. But it's more than that because, because God is not a God of confusion. So God gives us every single bit of instruction, every single bit of his hope and desire for us. He, he makes his intention towards his creation known. It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. It's absolutely clear what God's intention towards uh, attention towards his creation is. And, and we've got people, and although we will never fully grasp the sovereignty of God in the flesh, when we are in his presence, we are going to know absolutely everything there is to know about God. It's not going to be a, uh, okay, let me go sit down with Paul for the next two weeks to, to have a discussion with Paul. Uh, and then I'm going to do, then I'm going to sit with Moses. Then I'm going to go sit with Peter. Uh, we you know, I want to understand everything to that I want. who God is. Exactly. When we walk into the presence of God, God will be telling us something. And we're going to be looking at him like, you are so incredible, Lord. JD, you know what just came in my head while you were talking? Hit me with that funky music. All right, so unrelated, but y'all know I love to share just random thoughts. So JD's sitting here talking about how, um, you know, what? well, we already know what he's talking about. But in my head, I start thinking about how there's so many people that misunderstand the Trinity. And let me just give you an idea of how my brain works. And then I try to, and then it starts to go off a little bit. And it's like, man, and you know, people always ask, why is there so much uh, different interpretations of Christianity? You don't see that in other religions is what they'll say. And at the same time, I hear JD talking about, um, you know, the knowledge of Christ and, and knowing the Trinity and it clicked right there, JD, you know, what came to my head. The fact that there are so many versions of Christianity is furthermore proof of what the Bible says, because only God can truly veil words. And therefore the only book that should be truly hard to understand outside of the faith should be Christianity. All the other ones, if produced by man or Satan, cannot be uh, veiled in the way that God veils. Satan wants everybody to understand those religions, but ours is veiled as God says. So therefore, there will be many interpretations as people try to understand the veiled scriptures. That just popped in my head. Yeah, that that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely love that. I'm, I'm seeing a couple of uh, people trying to do, and this is why I warn brothers and sisters. I love you. You know, I love you all. Kenny, by the way, so good to see you. If 
if if if if we're gonna start doing analogies when it comes to the Trinity, be very careful because most of these analogies that people do end up being modalism because you're just explaining three different modes: gas, steam, ice. Uh, you know, we also need to the case may be. preface those analogies, JD. By I think uh, just my yeah. advice because you know I love analogies, but my advice for guys is if yeah. you're gonna use an analogy with the Trinity, you have to preface every single one saying one that this is just an analogy, so therefore it will come up short because the finite can't explain the infinite. And two, we can't yeah. take it beyond where I take it because anybody with God, you could take any analogy and keep picking away at it and it'll suddenly stop working because God is infinite. So I, yeah. if you're going to use one, you have to preface it like, guys, this is, because I think people really think, JD, that that ice, water, steam is like so 100% theological that it's like, that's it. That's God. And Mm, no, no. Yeah, let me let me give you an analogy. I'm a father and I'm a son, but I can't be my own father. So I'm a father. Mike's a father. He's the father of Corbin. I'm the father of Dominic. I can always be Dominic's father. Dominic can never be my father. Dominic can never be his own father. Dominic will always be my only son. Unless I have another son, which is highly unlikely at this point. So my wife is, no, that's not happening. I like, let's cut those times. <laughs> but so the point I'm trying to make is, is Jesus Christ and the Father are 100% distinct and 100% joined together. So as my son bears my image, my son bears my image. People say, wow, he looks just like you, but he isn't me. So, so it is, it is again, when we come with the, and this is the point I'm trying to make with this analogy is to show you how bad the ice steam analogy is because ice cannot be steam and steam cannot be ice. So again, that's not what we're doing with the triune God. That's not what we, Jesus is God. So we're not saying that Jesus has anything less He's only subordinate to the Father in the flesh. Jesus Christ, again, the Trinity is a triangle like this. It's not like that. Jesus Christ is not subordinate to the Father in eternity past. They're one. I think the and, problem, and like really, I say, <laughs> yeah. When we talk about the Trinity, I think that people, again, always want to picture it how we would picture things. So if there's three people in a room working, it's three individual people and each three have their own mind and, and this, this, and that. And then we try to use analogies, but we have to understand that the, the, that the, the Trinity is functions, right. And roles, right. And, and the Godhead is so big that his, his literal functions have a personhood. So God is so big that his word is is literal creation. He speaks creation and therefore his word has a physical representation. Think about that. If he creates with his word, so his word can make physical things, his word itself being the very first of all physical things, the firstborn of all creation, he's not created, but he is creation, right? And that's why it says in Jesus is all life. And by the words of Jesus's mouth, he upholds all creation, Hebrews 1, right? So we see that the father, the invisible God, is the is is God. And Jesus, the visible God, is God. But it's not two gods. They're functions. One is, is the invisible omnipresent, and one is the image and the physical, 
right? And then the Holy Spirit, and, and, and the Holy Spirit is the power of God. And God is so powerful that his power is has its own personhood. Think about that. Because yeah. the Holy Spirit is the power of God. He does everything with his Holy Spirit. That's how he moves. He It says the Holy Spirit is how he raised Jesus. The Holy Spirit is how we speak tongues. The Holy Spirit is how miracles happen. So the Holy Spirit is like the hammer that God, that Jesus uses in creation as he moves creation. Mm. God is so big that all three functions have their own personhood. And we use these words yeah. that we that we have limited in finite because we look at a person as an individual. But we're just trying to use a finite word to even explain something so incredible. But that's the thing. It's going to go beyond anything we could ever fathom because we are a three-dimensional being. I've said it before. If you, don't, if you can't even Praise draw Jesus. a fourth-dimensional cube, how dare you think you can comprehend God? Like somebody, yeah. amen. Go right now, draw a cube, and after you finish height, width, and depth, depth, draw time, draw the fourth dimension on that cube, do it. And if you can't, tell me why do you think you can yeah. figure out who God is? And that's why I love this quote. Actually, oh, I don't have my book down here from uh, the Forgotten Trinity. And he be quotes, inside and outside of that cube at the same time. Be yes. inside and outside of that cube at the same time. So there's a quote in, in the book, Forgotten Trinity. It's not from the book itself. He's quoting someone else. I think it's uh, Jonathan Edwards. But basically the quote is about how um, for us to think we can know who God is on our own is like thinking a human can look at the sun and figure it out. You can see it, mm. but you have no idea. Like I'm not talking about with science and all that. I'm talking about, and again, analogies. Notice how we can't go beyond what we're saying. But someone says that for us to try and figure out God without his revelation, and him telling us who he is is like a man looking at the sun and telling you everything that the sun is. You can't. If I go outside yeah. and say, Corbin, look at the sun, explain everything about it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's what we're doing with God and bigger. So all we can know is what he tells us about himself. And therefore, as yeah. I mentioned, the I draw the line when people start denying what he says. If you don't understand what he says, I'm cool with that. Don't deny it. Yeah. And and this is that this is where modalism creeps in. It mm -hmm. creeps in when you can't concede to the fact that your mind cannot fully comprehend it and you have to. So it's a pride issue. It's a heart issue. Like it's I need to yeah. understand God fully. And 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 because you can't and and this is there's 129 people in the chat right now. Uh next week Saturday on Discord I will be doing this, the, the case study for the Trinity again, which we call a case for the Trinity, uh, where I go through the Old and the New Testament biblically, showing you what theophanies are and what a theophany means and how we see these theophanies throughout the scripture, where we see the, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit distinctly in personhood and acting. So again, we see the Holy Spirit in one passage, Jesus Christ says, I will send you the spirit in another, in another part. He says, my father will send you the spirit. Why can he, why can he use these? And why can he say that? Is he contradicting himself? Is he schizophrenic? No, he's big. He's confirming the oneness of him and the father. This is why Jesus Christ says in John 10, that I and the father are one. We're you know, one. And the only reason I don't he, think people he, realize he this either, this, JD. 
I don't think people realize this, that when God talks to us, he also has to dumb things down so much. So like when people try to be like, well, see, Jesus said this, like, yes, because he can't teach us the way he knows it either. That's like, like when we teach our children, I can't break things. I have to really, you know, get real low with my kids. All right, buddy. So this is like, daddy is this and daddy's that. So when Jesus says, I am my father one and uses these things interchangeable, the oneness guy wants to be like, well, look, see right there. But th what we see is daddy saying, yeah. all right, buddy, I am in the father and the father's in me. You understand, buddy? And I will be in you just yeah. like the father is in me. You see what like I don't see it as him actually being like, this is legit exactly how it works because our language can't explain that. I doubt how Jesus explains yeah. him and the father's relationship is actually how he uh, explains it in English because that's like a probably a figment, not a figment, a, a tip of the iceberg on the relationship. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off, but I just wanted to add that. And I wanted to throw this out there because no, what that's, you just said. This is the Old Testament yeah, right here. But they rebelled and you're grieved good. his Holy Spirit. There you go. Where is he who you, put you in the see these... them his Holy Spirit? Isaiah 63. Yeah, amen. And you want to see these guys, these modalists do mental gymnastics. Like one passage we see, Paul says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Therefore, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And in another passage, he says, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. So ask them, which one is it? Christ in me or the Holy Spirit in me? And they'll say, so well, they'll say that's the evidence that they're the same. So you got to flip it on them and say, well, then why are they showing a difference? Why are they writing it that way? 100%. That's why 100%. I say, JD. And again, if. Oh, yeah. sorry. The delay is messing no, us no, no, up. No, no, I was going to say, if you're going to do this, if you've got to do these extreme mental gymnastics and you've got to you've got to physically isogeet the text to to get to your analogy or to get to your point then you've 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 absolutely missed it you've missed it completely yeah how did we end we, up on the trinity anyway I because, we were no well because we're i said christ consciousness one of many perversions of the faith so we're talking about how some of these small her not small heresies i don't mean to say it that way less known heresies come from these types of heresies because here's the truth if you can change who Jesus is as far as the Trinity goes, why can't the next person change something and the next person change something and it opens up this door of taking whatever you want um, in it. But um, I wanted to say, uh, because you mentioned something about, uh, you know, if Christ be in you and I mentioned that, well, they're going to say it's this and, and why does, the, why do they differentiate? And I was going to say, ask the oneness, if God is not a God of confusion, then how come now that all of salvation is handled, why doesn't he just go back to just being the father only? Why is there still the distinction of father, son, and spirit? If those were just four roles, the father sends the son. Okay, mm -hmm. came and son did. Son's finished. Why do we still have son? Yeah. And if the Holy Spirit is with, why, why not just say the father's with us? Why is it the Holy Spirit with us? Why is it just the father with us? The God is, what, matter of fact, why isn't it just God? Why isn't it just Yahweh? <laughs> why are we Why are we uh, uh, opening up this distinction amongst these different uh, uh, things? And I love what you said, uh, JD, because you mentioned that you know they 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 uh, uh, the Christ in us. Sorry, I lost a train of thought. In John fourteen, he says, um, you know, you and I, and I mean, uh, I am in the Father, and they use this as the distinction of see. But the very next verse always says, you in me and I in you. And he compares these the same way. He'll say, you will be in me as I am in the Father. So 
if that makes Jesus the father, then am I Jesus? Because if Jesus is in the mm. father the same way that I am in Jesus, then is that not saying I'm, Je that's Christ consciousness. If you really want to, yeah. we're opening up a door here. Because we'll go back to when he says, you know, um, uh, uh, is it John 14 when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Yeah. Go to John 14 when he says that. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right after that, he says, you know, show us the Father. But look, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells oh. in me does his work. Believe, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or else believe on account of the works. And then he goes on to say. Like I just told you that if you are in, in me, then I will be in you as the father. I wish I had that exact spot in front of me. Go ahead, JD. I'm going to look for it. Real and quick. there you go. And then he goes on to, then he goes on to promise the Holy Spirit at the third person. Yes. Here's something. Yes. You want to, you want to see, you want to see someone do a backflip and a brain break. Me and my wife, according to the Bible are one. Yes. My wife and I are one flesh. Yes. That's what the word of God says. We're one flesh. I can't think what I can't. I'm not telepathically in tune with my wife. I don't know when she's upset all the time. I don't know when, what she's thinking 24 seven. Uh, nope. <laughs> I don't know what she wants to do next. I don't know nope. what she feels like eating tomorrow, but we're nope. one. So surely, surely I should know this. I do, do, you, do you see, do you see the problem? Do you see the problem? If, if that was the case, and and we have to look at the spirit. <laughs> Amen, bro. I wish too. But you see the problem with that, with 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 what what Christ is bringing to the table, and and why this 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 upsets so many people because they do not understand that Jesus Christ spoke in hyperbole. Jesus Christ spoke using parables. <laughs> and again, today we don't have the. We don't speak in proverbial language. I don't walk into Mike's Mike's house and he goes, "Yo, man, my wife and I, uh, we've we've just gone through this season, and I need some advice." And I go, and I look at Mark and I go, "If a man plows in the summer, he must reap in the winter." He's gonna look at me like, "What? What did you just say to me, bro?" <laughs> like I'm telling you about this thing I'm going through, and I'm like, "Sow your seed when the sun is high, so the rain falls down low." Like no one speaks like that today. <laughs> so again, when we when we read these Ecclesiastes and Proverbs, we we see the wisdom of 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 a man of God. And again, this is not this is not cool. You got to bam 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 word for word follow the you know follow the Proverbs. You you your joy is same with the Sabbath day. Same with every single issue we deal with, and that's why Mark and I look at some of these videos on TikTok. And the only reaction you can make to these videos is, "Uh, what? Um, uh, yeah, it's a straight up palm face because you. How did you face get palm. there, bro? Yeah, it's like, how did you get there? Like, it's it's absolutely ludicrous." <laughs> That's how you ended. Like that's your conclusion about who God is, because of your finite thinking. That's your conclusion. Anyway, good job. Uh, <laughs> check this one out, JD. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Why? Why? It doesn't make sense.
Like there's certain things about this that it doesn't make sense. If oneness is the doctrine, what time are we at right now? We are at an hour and 12 minutes. Oh, we are, we are almost finished. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, hold on. Actually, you talk to them for a minute, JD. Take over. I want to, I want to see if yeah. I can do something to make everybody happy. <laughs> a little surprise, shall we say. <laughs> make everybody happy. I just want to be happy. But I mean, again, this is, you know, and reminder. So it will be on February. Um, I think it is. What's next week, Saturday? Next week, Saturday. 7 p.m. Central Time. So for the Americans, your time. 7 p.m. your time. Central Central Time. I will be on Discord going through the Trinity in detail. So if you're not in Discord, follow the link in, in, in Mike's uh, Beacons and uh, join the server. And next week, Saturday, I'll be going through the Trinity again. And hopefully it's a new year and hopefully everything's settled down with, with Kenny for you. Those of you who've seen him in the chat, um, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll be doing his Hebrew study again at some point because there's a lot of new members on the uh, Discord server as well. And uh, we have uh, awesome conversations, um, brothers and sisters in Christ. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Oh, is this Pigeon? Oh, you got steady. Oh, no. You didn't do that to me, man. All right. No need, so you guys. Come on, but inside. Hold on, hold on, JD. I know you get so excited. Mm. JD's mouth starts oh, watering when he sees Hawaiian, oh, he sees the Hawaiian so pigeon. So I we're gonna see if because I don't know if y'all noticed this, but Hawaiian pigeon is real blunt at certain parts. That's like, wow, that actually makes it easier to understand than English. So I would love to see how John. I'm just gonna have JD read John 14, and I'm gonna scroll with him. Um, because I want to see how Trinitarian the the Hawaiian Pigby version is. So y'all listen up. If y'all never heard this, this is a real language, a real language. Okay. And when we're finished, this actually just reminded me. I want to talk about something else about a la another language that I heard today of a Bible. Go ahead. Amen. No need. You guys come all body inside. Trust God and trust me too. Inside my father house. Get plenty place to stay. If never have, I won't tell you guys already. I go in, go over there for more make you guys place ready. After I go and make the place ready, I go and come back and bring you guys. Uh, I lost my place. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, let me follow. Uh, after I go, I go uh, and make a place ready. I go and come back. I'm bringing you guys over there with me. That's how the place I stay. You guys going to stay there too. The place I go and go, you guys, you know how for go over there. <laughs> Man, this is so cool. I absolutely love it. Thomas, Thomas, tell him, hey, boss, us guys, us guys, we don't know where you go and go. How are we going to know? How far go over there? Jesus tell him, no more another guy can bring people to the Father. Only me. I bring people to um, just like I the road. I the guy that get the trot. I the guy make the people come alive for real kind. You guys know me. 
So that's me and you guys go know my father. And from now, you guys know him and see him. Absolutely beautiful. They're, they're trying, man. The, the 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 Jamaicans got it right, man. The picnic. I mean, look at I, I, I love you guys. Hawaiian. <laughs> I love my Jamaican brother. Here, I'll take Hawaii. over for you real quick. Hawaiian picnics. That's it. Yeah, Philip, so tell good. Him, so good, man. Hey, boss. <laughs> here, I don't even want to be on. I'm I'm gonna keep JD. I'm gonna keep this on camera so that way we just read it. Philip, tell him, hey, boss, show us your father, and that's enough for us guys. Jesus, tell him, I hope I stay with you guys long. No, Jesus, tell him, I stay with you guys a long time, and you still yet don't know who me. Philip, whoever see me, they see my father. So how come you tell me, show us your father? You know, trust me. Oh, what? When I tell you that I stay tight with my <laughs> When I stay tight with me, father? <laughs> and he stay tight with me. he stay tight with me. The stuff I stay, uh, I'm sorry, the stuff I stay tell you guys all that no come from me, come from my father. He stay tight with me and he the one that stay do all this kind of stuff. Trust me when I tell that I stay tight with my father and he stay tight with me. If you guys know, can stay sure about that, then trust me because of the stuff I stay that I stay do. Notice JD, it's pointing out instead of saying I'm one with the father, he said, I'm tight with the father. So it's yeah. like they read that one, not as saying I'm, um, I'm the same as the father, but that I'm close. I'm very close to the father, which what is one yeah. Yeah. you and your wife are. Didn't I say that when we read Hawaiian Pigby, sometimes it's so basic and so broken down that it can bring clarity to things that we you know, we because we, we see our own language. Actually, J.D., this makes sense. I'm about to come back on screen. When we see our own language, we can make assumptions based on the way we read our own language. But when it's another yeah, yeah. language like this, but it uses the same words, it kind of makes us kind of look at things a little bit different. So very interesting. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading the comments. <laughs> very interesting that it says that. But I want to see when he promises the Holy Spirit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go down. That's a right. <laughs> Hold on. I want to, cause this is, I want to go down to where he starts. Uh, here we go. Go ahead. If you guys get love and all are for me, you're going to do what I tell you guys for do. I go and ask my father and he going to give you guys another one for Kokua, you guys. And that one going to stay with you guys forever. That's good spirit that teach you guys that truth. But the people inside the world, no like take him because they no see him and they don't know him. You guys know him because he stay by you because he stay by you guys. And he going to stay tight with you guys. I know going to leave you guys all alone. I'm going to come back by you guys. Little while more, the people inside, the people inside the world going to see me. But you guys going to see me because we're going because oh, oh, I'm going to come back alive. <laughs> so I'm sorry, my, my thumb it. slipped, but I wanted to highlight this while you were reading this to say real quick, notice how they use the same language for the Holy Spirit being with us as he is with the father of that tightness. So I'm tight with the father and you and the Holy Spirit going to stay tight with you again, going here as funny as it sounds, guys, do you see how sometimes we like to just hit the Hawaii pygmy version? Cause I like it, man. It, 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 you know, someone right now is uh recording this like look at these heretics as they read this hawaii pygmy version yeah um the but uh is real. 
we're running long time, so I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. Next time we'll have fun. But I wanted to actually bring up something. So earlier today, I saw someone make a video that, and he's a friend of mine. I love this guy, and I'm not gonna say who it is, but he talked about this new this version of the Bible he just got that he thought was uh, hilarious uh, with the Pirate Bible, and. I heard him reading it and I got to say, I was offended a little bit because like Hawaii Pigby, that might sound funny to us, but that's how they speak. There is no pirate dialect. That's not a real dialect. Right. Um, so I think that we have to make sure that we understand like that's, that's not making fun of God's word, right? We're reading it in their dialect. And we said, the reason we like it is because they are very raw. Some people see that and they think we're mocking the word. I love the word mocking. It would be, uh, like I said, taking the word and and like trying to do it in Klingon. Like, look at me in Klingon, right? Um, so I just want to point out there that we love the Hawaii Pigby version. If this is the first time you've seen JD and I cross it, we're not making fun of it. We absolutely love that version. We think it is a, a an amazing uh, uh translation because it reaches people that wouldn't understand our English, but they speak English because they have these different yeah, dialects, yeah. Jamaican and and Hawaiian and Virgin Islands. They speak English to an extent and, but it's much different. Um, so I love that. So just wanted to throw it out there, but it is the end of our show. We are hitting our final moments and JD has to go and be an adult. And I technically also have to be an adult. So, uh, with that being said, I want to thank you all for being here. It is Wednesday. So that means we're not back until Monday guys. I know, I know I'm going to miss you too. Um, and JD will miss you as well, but we will be back next Monday with an entirely new week, diving into new Amen. topics, doing all types of great stuff. If you're new here, if I finally got you to come over from TikTok today, stop coming to TikTok to watch this. Be here every Monday and Wednesday. See these faces over here? A lot of these guys are the same faces. This has been a community here. Uh, this is one of the things, I don't know if JD would agree on this, but because I don't know what his favorite parts about the True Christian Ministry are, but one of my favorites is the community that has been created Amen. in all the live streams and the Discord, obviously. And if you're not uh, aware of the Discord, like JD mentioned earlier, there's a link in the down below in the description, whether the straight up the link, uh, yeah, straight up. The link is either straight up in there and also the Beacons link is in there. So multiple ways to get there. And um, by all means, hop on over, join in JD's lessons. And we have a bunch of Bible studies over there. What those guys are doing over there, I'll never stop bragging about them and boasting about them because they are amazing. And I love all my brothers and sisters in the faith for it. But we are closing out here. Uh, I will be live on TikTok afterwards Amen. for my little after show like always. JD, what do you got for him? Yeah, again, I'm, I'm on Discord every single Saturday at 7 p.m. Central, um, sometimes 8 p.m. Between 7 and 8 p.m. I'm there, and I'm there for uh, two hours at the very least. Um, so again, to everybody that does send questions to Mike and I, and you do, see, you do send your inbox messages, and it seems like we don't get to them or we don't get to them in time, may be um please bear with us because uh there are uh, there, sometimes the, the the questions are overwhelming and there are a lot and um we are still fathers and husbands and we still have to do things during the day <laughs> i know it seems like this is all we do 24 7 but it isn't the case uh, so please uh to just keep your emails coming and and you will we'll get a reply oh, um, as soon as as soon as we get to them um again we, we appreciate uh, all the support, all the likes, all the follows, and everyone that uh, for your encouraging messages and your prayers. So please, please always keep us in your prayers. And again, um, thanks for tonight. Um, and uh, be warned, I suppose, with the, when it comes to the woke, cross-conscious movement. And 
All I can say to your brothers and sisters is grace and peace and the name of the baby sheep guy. We love you. Grace and peace. Jesus Christ be the winner. Big boss man. And if you, if you, uh, 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 what was it? Oh man, if you walk with him, you're going to rule with him. God bless you guys. Go in peace. Amen, brother.